Yeah, it's Buku One here. One thing I know, every good podcast deserves its own theme song. Oh, for sure. And this one most definitely deserves its own theme song. We changing the game on the name, put respect. Uncle Dad talks, yeah, live and direct. What did you expect from the two fly guys? One love Kevin Smith, one or more is Golden Eye. Mike's the level-headed, baby gave edits. Uncle Dad gets nervous all the time, but to his credit, he's clever. Spring stuff on Mike on a daily. can mangle up a name amazingly. The range of events and topics makes it hard to stop listening. So why even attempt it? From bare knuckle fighting to Grammy songwriting to Burning Man flames. To firefighter video games and many, many more than I could put in a verse. Just subscribe, tune in to Uncle Dad's Multiverse. And many, many more than I could put in one verse. Just subscribe, tune in to Uncle Dad's Multiverse. Yes. You heard it first here. Show did. Tion Buku 1, aka Mr. Generous. Live and direct. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Uncle Dad Talks. I'm Uncle Dad, and with me as always is the ever-so-young-looking Mike Hampton. Mike's, what's up? Well, hello, hello. It's good to see you again. I feel like it's been a long, long time, but I know it's not, because we do this once a week. So, hey. <laughs> That's right. But a lot can happen in a week, you know? And a I lot mean, did happen this week. <laughs> a lot did happen. What happened? Uh, I think a little game. A little uh, big deal, if you will, happened over the weekend, and that's called the Super Bowl. That's right. And we're not talking about the kind you smoke. Is there a Super Bowl? Oh, there is indeed if you're at my house. Uh (laughs) Wow. I guess I'll have to pay attention to that next time I'm over there. (laughs) Next time, yes. So, uh, you know, I guess this is kind of chat about it. So this episode right away, guys, is going to be a very free-form episode, kind of like how we used to do it. And it's kind of exciting because not only are we going to just to chat it up a little bit here, but we're also going to do, which we haven't done in a very long time, a very lightweight video game review. The last time we did that, I think we did it for that firefighter game. <laughs> really? Yeah, I think it's been that long. Do you remember that game? You remember us doing that, yeah, sure. yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, firefighter. Yeah. Re- Re- Real Heroes Firefighter, I think it was called. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that was the last one. That was a while ago. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Time flies. So- Time flies when you're having fun, man. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do that. So you know, without further ado, let's just kind of chat about the Super Bowl. Um, first off, right out the gate, before you saw the end result, who did you think was gonna win? Who did I think was gonna win? Yeah, I thought the Rams were gonna win. I wanted the Bengals to win, but I did think that the Rams were going to win. Now, did you think at some point the Rams blew it? Well, I thought the Bengals blew it. Well, well, I mean, like, (laughs) I mean, yes, in the end, they blew it. But like, there there was a point where I was like, all right, the Bengals got this. I mean, yeah, it was a good game. I mean, it definitely wasn't all one sided and the Bengals were just trying to keep up. I mean, they had control of the game and they I think both teams made some mistakes, Uh, you know, and in a tight game like that, it's whoever whoever makes the last mistake is who (laughs) loses (laughs) you know yeah yeah i think uh i think yeah and i just on that last fourth and one i just think that was a terrible play call and then the game was over and that was it yep that was um that was quite the uh the just like the turnaround like oh my god are you serious like you had it you could have done something but yeah i mean you know it was kind of an anticlimactic ending to a game You know, like it wasn't, but I, I don't know. I guess if you're a big defensive guy, it was a great defensive. I don't even know if it was a great defensive play. It just, it was a bad play. And yeah, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I, I, I found watching it that it was probably the most entertaining, like, game, Super Bowl game watching in a long time. Because it was really, like, unexpected, like, who was going to win, right? Like, ultimately, yeah, I think the Rams were going to win because, I mean, they have a team that was, you know, I don't want to say that was paid for, I guess, but, you know, a lot of money was in yeah. that team to make happen. Yeah, there's, there's a stacked team. I mean, it's similar to the Dodgers, how they've got just a huge a huge amount of really good older players that have been around and know how to play the game. I feel like it's the same as the Lakers, you know, although it's not really working for them. But, no. yeah, all these L.A. teams, they just stacked with all these, like, all-star players on the team. And then you got an underdog like the Bengals coming in and, but it just goes to show, I would assume that the Bengals are going to be better 
going forward. I mean, that, that you know, Burrow's a great quarterback at such a young yeah. age. So mm-hmm. uh, good for them. Good for both teams. And <sighs> What did you yeah. tell me, though? I, we were texting each other, and you said um, that he, uh, what's-his-face, deserved one, right? Who did I say that? Did I say someone deserved a win? Yeah, Matt. Matt. Um, oh, oh my God. Matt Stafford. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a good quarterback. He's a decent guy. He's not a piece of crap. He's not a diva. He really loves the game. He works hard. And he spent 13 years in Detroit going through hell, being a really good quarterback on a horrible team that could never, I mean, they don't know. I think they made the playoffs three or four times while he was there, and they never won a game. Yeah. And for him to go from that to, you know, they basically just swapped quarterbacks, the Rams <laughs> and the Detroit, and then all of a sudden the Rams are winning the Super Bowl with that guy. So it shows how good he is if you put him in a good system with some other good players. So I, I, I feel like... He deserved it. But just one. Yeah, only one. That's right. He only gets one. He only gets one. Yes, everyone gets well, not everyone, but but he gets one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh it's you know, it's um it, it, it's bittersweet because you know the Rams beat you know beat my Niners and then they win the Super Bowl. But uh it's like, you know, California, I guess, like California team, yay. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I always have like a hard time with that because like, you know, I, I well they're in your they're in your division, right? So that's it makes yeah. it even more difficult. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's you uh, know, like when know. I'm when I'm watching the Kings and they always suck and then the Lakers are in, I don't root for the Lakers just because they're California. Right, no. exactly. Yeah. See, and that's the thing, so, like yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't I don't, I don't know. One of our hosts on the network, uh, Mr. Nomad, is a big Rams fan. So, oh, so he's like he's one of the three hundred Rams fans in the United States. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, he is a huge Rams fan since way back when, right? And mm. uh, it was uh, I actually watched the Niner game at his place, and uh, you know that was sad <laughs> for oh me God. at least, not for him, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I could but, imagine. You know, on one of the, the the last episode we recorded of me and uh, Mr. Nomad, we were talking about sports games, and he um, right in the beginning of the show he says, "No joke, this is before the game." And he goes, "Jimmy G is going to do what Jimmy G does, and he's going to in the end he's going to fail you," and fucking called it weeks or actually almost months before or a month before it happened. Well, it looks like you're not going to have to deal with that anymore. <laughs> he's out, so. But yeah, he totally did do that. Didn't he? <laughs> yeah, oh, he totally like dropped the ball. It's like what the fuck? He just threw it. And he just panicked and threw it, falling away. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Although I think that would have been a more interesting Super Bowl would been would have been them and the Niners and the Bengals. But you know what do I know? What do I care? I did really uh, on speaking of the Super Bowl, but not the game. Love the fucking halftime show. Yes, and I want to talk about that with you. I definitely do. But before we dive into that, I have to ask you really quickly. I text oh. you about Who Day. Oh yeah, Who Day. That's is that their fucking like? Did they adopt that from Louisiana or what's that about? <laughs> um, it's funny. It there was a, a few years back. Uh, there was a big topic. It, this was a big topic, and I don't remember when. I remember looking it up, and I don't remember when um, they actually adopted that. Okay. Yeah, because I was just—I was confused. I was like, because you had told me that there was ex Saints players on there, and I was like, and then I know that um, Joe Burrows was was at LSU, so I was like, oh, is that just the whole tie-in? Just like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. No, it had nothing to do with the Saints. I, I, uh, you know, there was a few extra or ex Saints fan uh, players on the on the Bengals, yes, but um, it it looks like uh, the origin of Houday. the cheer gained popularity by way fans during the 1981 season when the team won its first playoff game in franchise history and made its first Super Bowl, losing to the Niners in Super Bowl, whatever that was. XVI. What yo, is yo. That? XVI? Uh, Isn't that, I don't uh, know, 20. Uh, 26, 27? The cheer, yeah, the cheer rose to <laughs> national prominence when the Bengals made the Super Bowl 23. Okay. In 1988. Okay. I'm not a big Roman numerals guy, so I don't know what Neither if I'm I. even saying that right. So someone <laughs> yeah. will probably be laughing and clowning me right now that's listening. But uh, so it looks like it, 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 it was a, it was around with the fans in 81 and became a uh, national 
thing in 1988. Okay. And so, so it goes, well, it goes, who they, who they, who they think they're going to beat them Bengals. And then fans respond, nobody. There's a connection between the who they versus the who that. Okay. What is that? The, the saying was used throughout schools in, in Louisiana. Hudat first appeared in New Orleans in the late 1800s as part of minstrel shows and vaudeville acts. The saying was then used throughout schools throughout the state, such as LSU and Southern in the 60s and 70s. Hudat eventually found its way to the Saints fan base before it was officially adopted by the team in 1983. Mm. With the full saying is Hudat, Hudat said they're going to beat them Saints. Wow. So... There it is. There it is. Wow. That's a, that doesn't sound as fun as the Saints, though. <laughs> exactly. Totally. <laughs> exactly. Who day? Who day? <laughs> it's like, it's not a word, Hude. day. Who day? <laughs> well, if you listen to people from that, uh, from that area, especially yeah. Cincinnati, they will pronounce their THs as a D. Really? Which also happens a lot in the South. Oh, it's interesting. Yeah, so that... I think that's where, you know, who day, but yeah, come on, let's be real. It does not, it does not roll off the tongue like a who dat. <laughs> you know, Mike, you're my co-host, man. So I always got your back. Who dat indeed. Who dat. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, now, Appreciate the it. Super Bowl halftime show. What a spectacle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> which, which guy are you talking about? <laughs> all of it. <laughs> so, okay. I guess this, let's talk about the whole thing, right? So right away. It opens up pretty great, right? You know what I mean? Dr. Dre, Snoop doing their thing, which was pretty fun. I like I like the stage. I like the idea that he was in a studio. And I think that I think it's all in Compton in theory, right? Mm-hmm. And then like the map guess, below yeah. it is Compton. So that's cool. But then we get a little surprise, don't we, Mike? <laughs> a little uh, extra change, if you will. <laughs> a buck and some change. <laughs> you know what's man people were talking so much shit about that i was just like man that's so fucked up <laughs> i'm like <laughs> well you know what it is it's because that guy you know when he was pop we're talking about 50 cent of course and for for those of you who don't pay attention to anything that's on anything um as far as news wise <laughs> okay 50 cent came out of hanging upside down and he was um he was a lot larger he looked like he looked like Fifty Cent wearing a fat suit. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let me stop you real quick. <laughs> Let's be honest. He was yeah. upside down. His weight is going to go to his face, so he's going to look fatter. Well, he looked the same way when he's the right side up. I must say, <laughs> not as bad though. A little less. No, no, you know, okay, sure. But but when he was on the top, when he was popular and making music, and he was running around everywhere with his shirt off. In yeah. very very detailed muscles. Obviously, the guy spent a hundred hours in the gym a day, and it was all about his you know tip top physique. And obviously, we haven't seen him in a bunch of years. And so, when someone like makes that there, I don't know that that was like what he was known for besides his rapping was tattoos and muscles <laughs> and muscles. <laughs> and so you know we haven't seen him, and then it was kind of a shock to see that. Like, Whoa. You know, it's a. Uh, <laughs> I thought for sure we were gonna get like a hologram, hologram, right? I was like, oh yeah. man, we're gonna get the Tupac again, right? No, nope, yeah. we got a, we got an upside down fifty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which do you know what that's an homage to? Uh, I I did, and now I don't remember. Yeah. Okay, so he did it as an homage to his first single. You know the, uh, you know, it's your birthday. We gonna party like it's your. It's in the music video. He's upside down in the uh, mm. like training facility or whatever. So I think he tried to be clever, but <laughs> I wonder if he actually even was the one who thought of doing that, or if they had people that are like, "All right, you're doing this, you're doing this," and you know you don't really have a choice because you know you have the Super Bowl doing a show there. It's it's very like they curate it almost. They like you have to approve what you're going to do beforehand. Right, right. Which is curated by Jay Z now. Oh, he did that. Yeah, he. Yep, he's responsible for that. <laughs> he's mm. responsible for Upside Down Fifty. I mean, you know, I didn't have a problem with it. It was just funny, <laughs> and I think it was even <laughs> yeah. more funny because you know he's gained a lot of weight. Or, 
But I think that's what happens to a lot of guys. And you work out, you gain a lot of muscle mass. You stop working out. It just kind of turns into into just body fat, right? And, yeah, and right. I, you look at a lot of old sports players. As they get older, that's kind of what happens to a lot of them, too, if they stop taking care of themselves in the same way. Right. So, you know, that's what you get. 57 came with dollar, right? <laughs> you came with dollar fi- dollar fifty dollar, cent. Dollar fifty cent, nice. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now now uh after that happens, it goes to um does it go to Mary Blige Jerry Blige Mary Mary, Mary J. Blige first? Yeah, right. Uh, you know, I maybe. <laughs> with what's because I mean, here's I, the thing. We've all go been ahead. having some drinks, so I don't remember the exact uh <laughs> order that all the people came out and did their songs i just i remember who was all there i don't yeah. remember the order because so when mary when, when mary j uh, mary j blige came on um i i it's almost like i forgot her performance i, I not that she was bad because she, she you know she sang very well she still sounds really good she looked good but i just kind of forgot about it and i don't know if it's because yeah. everything was hip-hop and rapping and then you have you know somebody who's singing i, I don't know if that's something to do with that but I noticed that that kind of like like oh yeah that's right she was on that you know what I mean? Okay, yeah. Well, I don't know what you're, just, about you're saying. I think you're saying you hate women. <laughs> Whoa! You better calm <laughs> down with that. <laughs> you better calm down with that. I mean, anyway. I remembered it. <laughs> no, <laughs> right. you I'm remember kidding. what I'm order? Kidding. <laughs> All right, I'm kidding. Yeah, she was good. Um, she did the song that Dre did the beat for her. That was popular. Oh, what? I didn't know that. He did that beat? Yeah, the, the the first one. I don't remember what the other song she sang. I don't remember that when it was... I don't remember that song, but I do remember her performance. So I guess I you hate women. <laughs> well, maybe I hate that song. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> or hated that song. Um, I thought she was great, Mary J. No, yeah, yeah. She, was, she, she was great for sure. I just... I don't know if I just forgot that there was a singer or if I just forgot that there... Because uh, I, I, I guess, would you say that... Maybe this is a dumb question, but would you say that Dr. Dre and Snoop are way bigger than Mary J? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's what it was, yeah. Because, you know, I have, I don't think anybody's really seen Dr. Dre do anything live in a while, right? So, you know, that was uh, that was quite the thing to see. And then, obviously, Eminem. I haven't seen Eminem do anything live in forever. But before mm-hmm. we get to that, you had uh, Kendrick. Now, Kendrick Lamar, I can't remember. What's your feeling on Kendrick? Did you like, do you like his music or just... I like, yeah, I like him a lot. Yeah, I do. I think he's very. I think he's very smart and has a lot of good things to say. Yeah, I think he's really creative. I think he's great. You know, for the longest time, I didn't want to like him, and I don't know why that was. But mm. now, now it's like I, I really like his music a lot, man. I, I think it's it's written very well. He's very, like you said, very smart in what he says. Um, his delivery is really well. His delivery is great. Um, I mean, he did an awesome soundtrack for the the Black Panther movies or movie. So maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I really dug it. Plus, you know what else I really thought? I don't know if anybody else thought this, and I'm sure nobody else did. But did you ever watch a movie back in the day called Meteor Man? Meteor Man? I did. Okay. Do you remember the Golden Tigers? I think they were called. It was the main bad no. guy. No, I don't <laughs> okay. remember that much of it. I saw okay. it in the theater, I think. What? <laughs> mm-hmm. Awesome. Like at the do- like at the dollar theater, you know, like where movies go before they go to die <laughs> on VHS. Yeah, I Did you saw like it one though? of those. I think I remember liking it. Yeah, I mean, I was a kid. Um, oh man, Robert, what was his name? Robert, Robert Townsend. Richard Roundtree, or Robert, Richard Robert Townsend. Robert, no, Robert Townsend. <laughs> Richard Townsend, Rob, Rob Roundtree. <laughs> yeah, uh, Robert Townsend. Um, Darth Vader, voice of Darth Vader. What's his name? Um, James Earl Jones. Yes. Very horrible, horrible, horrible impersonation. Oh, I wasn't actually trying to do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was just, I just dropped my tone down a bit, but I wasn't trying to impersonate him. Good, good man, good man. James then, Earl uh, Jones. James Earl Jones. Oh, pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Bill Cosby. <laughs> hey. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Meteor Man's got to go. Yeah. yeah, he played the homeless guy, which is kind of funny when you think about it now. <laughs> what? Oh, he played a homeless guy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, but yeah, I thought I, I think they're called the Golden Tigers. I thought so, and uh, all of Kendrick's like you know crew looked just like them, and that was the first thought of mine. I was like, oh man, I know this is probably like very unlikely, but I wonder if they were inspired at all by the look of Meteor Man. I don't know, maybe. 
I did like his, yeah, I liked, I liked the choreography. I didn't even realize he was going to be out there. I don't know. Maybe I missed the memo on him, but it was cool to see him pop up. Yeah, he was great. Yeah. He was, he was good. And then Eminem, what was that like yeah. for you? Yeah, well, it's funny because we were everyone that I was watching a game with was kind of we were all doing a poll on on what who would do what song, and I said, well, they're going to open with California Love, and that's where we th also thought they were going to do a Tupac hologram or some <laughs> AR or something. Yeah, didn't happen. I said they're also going to do Still Dre. Yeah, of course. You know they did that, and I said Eminem, he's absolutely going to do Lose Yourself. Yeah, of course. Of course. Because it's just the song, right? Yeah. Like, and that's probably like um, the and most appropriate too, right? Like for that show. That's why I thought he would do it for is because, you know, they play that on sports games all the time. Like when the commercial's going out or whatever, when they're doing the game promo, they're always playing that song because it's always the one shot, right? Uh, but yeah, it was cool to see him. It was cool to see him all together. Apparently the NFL told him not to kneel and he kneeled at the he end kneeled. anyway, Yeah, which I think is great. And um, yeah, it was just cool to see the crew. I guess I don't. I didn't even realize that was Anderson Pack playing the drums up there. Oh, yep, yep. And then you know you had the old guys, and then you had Kendrick. That was you know like the newer LA rap guy. So yeah, I thought it was great, man. I I, I loved it. I thought it was sweet. Yeah. Was there any song that you wish you would have heard them say? <laughs> we were talking about it'd be funny if they did nothing but a G thing. <laughs> but yeah. That didn't happen. <laughs> um, I thought what it would about been, you? I thought it would have been awesome. I know it was gonna be unlikely as fuck, but I thought it would have been awesome if Eminem would have done Stan. <laughs> oh yeah. Do you remember that song? That would be Yeah, that would have been a mood killer. <laughs> uh, like that's how they end the well, show. <laughs> you know what we talked that would have been cool though if they did um was uh Bitch Please, which obviously the name of the song is maybe keeps them from doing that but the one where they had snoop and eminem and exhibit was on it and exhibit oh, could have popped yeah. out and did a verse like that would have been sweet um but that didn't happen and nobody want to hear exhibit dude come on <laughs> oh you don't like exhibit i know i did i loved exhibit back in the day man i was a huge exhibit fan. <laughs> yeah me too yeah yeah uh but now not so much <laughs> yeah, i was also I mean, I, so oh, go ahead i'm sorry honestly i listen i listened to his uh stuff last a year or two ago after not listening to it for a long time and there's still some songs that hold up it was interesting because the last thing about exhibit and then we can move on <laughs> he had that song that was like his first hit called paparazzi yes. where he rapped about rappers only being in it for the money and the fame yeah which is essentially what he became to be was that yes. exact oh, rapper for sure. you know uh but uh, you know hey what, what am i gonna say who, who am i to criticize anyone ever sure of course yeah. yeah no i was gonna say i was actually a huge fan back in the day of 50 cent <laughs> yeah i'm not surprised by that <laughs> well you gotta remember when 50 cent came out i was in high school and uh i'll never forget it that was one of the you know back in the day you would get you would buy an album at the store right kids you would go to your fye or sam goody i remember going to the midnight for the massacre to come out <laughs> <laughs> Wow. And uh yeah, yeah, originally called St. Valentine's Massacre too and uh they they changed the name like the week before. I will never forget it. I was like the only album I ever bought like at a midnight launch. Because you know, you couldn't download it back then, right? So right. you had to buy a CD. And I don't even think I I didn't even think I could afford the CD, so I had to buy a cassette, I think. So <laughs> That's fun. You know, cuz CDs back then were like 30 bucks, I think, right? I mean, at least that I remember. They were kind uh, of expensive. Yeah, I don't remember him being that much, but um, okay. I remember him being around, you know, on sale seventeen dollars, you know, seventeen yeah, yeah. ninety nine, and regular price maybe twenty one or right more. But yeah, yeah, that was uh that was uh, and and you know what, Fifty Cent, you know, say what you will about his music, but like, I like the massacre. I guess it holds a place in my heart only because of uh, you know, being a young kid and you know, listening to it with my friends and stuff like that. Like, I was also a big fan of Fifty Cent in video games. <laughs> <laughs> did you know that he had two video games uh no i didn't know yeah so 50 cent bulletproof <laughs> wow <laughs> which is the story of his life like it's right. you know and you know how he got shot like eight times or whatever sure <laughs> it gets it starts off like that and then you know you get shot literally nine times 
and uh and then you you know you have to rebuild your life and you know go out there with g unit and do your thing <laughs> but really it the, yeah yeah and you had lloyd banks in it everything but the whole g unit was in it <laughs> God, lloyd banks that's a name i haven't heard in a long time <laughs> Oh. And then, like, you just ran around blasting fools, man. <laughs> and Teach then, them Mike, kids right. Dude, but, Mike, it gets better. Because the sequel was called 50 Cent Blood in the Sand. <laughs> now, let mm. me explain to you this. Because um, he was running around on a beach or what? Oh, worse. <laughs> oh, God. So we just had finished. I don't know if we'd finished it, but we would. I would say that we... Um, uh, during this time frame in the world, uh, Osama bin Laden was just killed mm. and, uh, you know, Al-Qaeda, whatever. So basically it has to do with Al-Qaeda. So he mm. and uh, he's doing a show out there, but he gets taken away uh, from the show. So in order to get to the concert and do his thing, he has to kill all, all basically a terrorist group in the middle of Iraq. <laughs> really? That's yes. the game. That's the game. And let me tell you, it's I a blast to play. He, <laughs> I wonder if he thought of that. Oh, it, it was like written by him, I think. Like, <laughs> the, okay, it was like yeah. he was a huge, his, he's such a huge part of those games because like he produced them, everything. Like he was, he was all about them. Yeah. Wow. He was bad okay. about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I missed miss that. I missed all that. I was busy doing something else. <laughs> hey, probably <laughs> for the better. <laughs> yeah. I was probably still playing Goldeneye. <laughs> as you do as you do yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, clearly we just went on a whole tangent about uh, 50 cents so i hope you listen to this one day and he's like man these guys still like me <laughs> i don't know if we do but <laughs> yeah i don't know if he would think that after listening I mean, maybe he thought you used to like him <laughs> but... no not so much um so mike uh, we got to talk about the super bowl in one last big way is commercials uh, of course, yeah. you can't talk about Super Bowl without commercials. Do you have any favorites? Yeah, I like the, well, I mean, right off the top, the Doctor Strange movie looks fucking amazing. I mean, Dude, that, I missed that one. I didn't even get to see it on the fucking TV. I went to go pee at the time. Yeah, well, it's on YouTube, so you can check it out, but it just looks great. There's, I'm, I'm sure you heard some of the people that might show up in the movie. Uh, have you heard? No, I only know that gar- gargantuan, right? The starfish dude, he's going to be in it. That's all I know. Yeah. You want me to tell you someone else who's showing up in it? Of course. Whose voice you hear in the preview? Is it Mahesh Ali? No. Okay. (laughs) Professor X. Shut up. But which one though? Oh. Oh. Well, that I'll let you uh, find out on your own. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. When we're done with this recording, go run to the YouTube and go check it out. (laughs) Go go run to the YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) um and then uh i honestly didn't pay that much attention to commercials i did like the paul rudd seth rogan buddy one that was cool um that stupid qr code got me i scanned it and then i was like of course it's fucking coinbase um and i don't remember much else okay i'll tell you what stood out for me uh for me I do. Don't ask me why either, but like, I'm such a sucker for crypto.com's commercials. Okay. You know, the, the Matt Damon one, I really like. And then, uh, the new LeBron James one where he's talking to himself. Oh, that was there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That was, and I, I okay. dug that cause he was like, well, do you think I'm ready? And he was just like, he didn't really say anything. And then I just goes, we'll go into the league. And I thought that was, I don't know. I, I dug that. And then that, um, uh, the younger version of it's played by Bentley green. Who's from, uh, you ever watch that TV show, Snowfall? No. Okay. So do me a favor, Mike. Watch that show because it's fucking amazing. <laughs> it's about What 80s, is it about? Uh, snow? Yeah. It's about, yeah. I don't know. That kind of snow. <laughs> but <laughs> Falling out of your nose? <laughs> so about oh. that, it's about that, uh, that nose candy, bro. <laughs> is it? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Snowfall. Oh. Oh. <laughs> It's about the drug scene in nineteen in the nineteen late eighties, going into the nineties. Okay. Yeah, you should watch I'll it. It's it fucking really good. I'll try. Episodes. I'll try episode one and see what's going on. Yeah, but anyways, uh, that stood out to me. And then the commercial that, or the preview, I guess, that stood out to me was Jurassic World Dominion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's time to end that. It's just time. You know, it's not ending though. Yeah. I thought it said it was the finale. 
Oh, you haven't heard, have you? No, for Christ's sake. So they're working on a super crazy spinoff, sir. Okay, what's the spinoff? Sure, yeah. It's about it's about dinosaurs and it's about family. The dinosaurs? <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> it's about family. Dinosaurs. The, the dinosaur family, yeah, dinosaurs. <laughs> that uh, show that cars. was on in the 90s. Huh? Cars, family, dinosaurs, Jurassic World meets something about Dino- a family. John, <laughs> a family. Family ties means Jurassic Park. Now that I would pay to see. <laughs> well, I, I you remember that show Dinosaurs with the talking oh, family yeah. of dinosaurs and the baby? Oh, yeah. That's what I thought was going to be the next one. Which, but really, fun fact about that. Did you remember the last episode in that? Yeah, yeah. Right? End of the world. <laughs> they all die. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Horrible. Anyways. I mean, uh, how else were they going to end that show? Well, <laughs> <laughs> Jurassic World meets Fast and the Furious. Yeah, right. <laughs> I swear to you. <laughs> that's not that's not gonna happen. They're trying to make that happen, yes. Oh my god. <laughs> See, that that's what's wrong with this world. That's what's wrong with the world. What? We're making Jurassic Park meets Fast and the Furious. Because it's about family, bro. <laughs> what family? I don't get do you that. Not, do you not understand that reference? Have you never seen just, uh Fast and the Furious? I've I watched the first one. That was it. That was it. So, I had enough. So, okay, I didn't so need all... eight more Fast and the Furious <laughs> movies about cars and guys so and the occasional the... woman. <laughs> so Sorry, the what? theme of all the movies is family, where he always like. There's a meme about it too about family. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying it's about family and the dinosaurs. Okay. Well, now obviously I get it. <laughs> yeah, so that means I, you, I, you just got to watch it. <laughs> what, Fast and the Furious? But no, no, no. Fast and the Furious meets Jurassic Park. We should do because. an Uncle Dad party together, yeah? We'll invite everybody to watch it. <laughs> and then they'll all get mad at us for making them watch it. <laughs> well, you know what that makes me think of? It makes me think of the fact that they they did what they did with Spider-Man. And that now all these movies that these, these uh, you know, studios that own the rights to all these movies, they're like, how can we blend these two movies together and bring the two fan bases in? Because that's what people want to see now is like the crossover between different franchises that don't exist in the same world, but now they will. Yeah. And it'll bring more money, right? And more money. More money. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's... Um... It's a, it's it's a weird idea. I I doubt it will actually come to fruition, but that's something they've been trying to talk about. But yeah, man. I so I feel like that's the Super Bowl, right? That was the Super Bowl in a nutshell. Lots of fifty cent talk, lots of exhibit talk, and you know, there you go. <laughs> yeah, and then, then the couple of guy the guys threw a ball back and forth and ran up and down a field. Yep, and made some made some made some goals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, threw some balls and made some goals. <laughs> Yeehaw, America! <laughs> exactly. But now, Mike, uh, before we start our little review here, uh, let's go ahead and talk about our sponsor. Oh, we are proudly sponsored by Tabula Sono. Tabula Sono is a free 3D virtual whiteboard that you can use to create a basically an interactive environment, uh, a, a fully fleshed 3D environment for your tabletop RPG game, whether it's Dungeons and Dragons, whether it's Vampire the Masquerade. Uh, whatever game Mike made up in his own mind, it doesn't matter what it is, you can you can do it. The great part is it's 100% free. Now, with call the action to our fans. If you support our, if you love our show, if you love hearing me and Mike chat it up about funny little things, we need your support. <laughs> please, please go to tabulasono.com forward slash uncle dad and check out the Kickstarter. The Kickstarter is live. Support them any way you can. They have they have all tiers of all types, uh, every, from as low as literally like five or ten bucks to as high as like in the thousands. So you have a affordable range for any any budget of yours, and you get even though the product is free, it'll unlock a bunch of great stuff for you. Memberships, uh, memberships, items, more individual items for the game, more assets for the for the for the use for you. So much you can do with it. So please, please go support them. We really appreciate that. And that website is tabulasoner.com forward slash Uncle Dad. Click the Kickstarter button. And yeah, supporting that, supporting our sponsor supports the show. 
Now, right. I know I appreciate that, and I know Mike does too. Yeah, I totally appreciate it. And I want to build a world like what 50 Cent did. <laughs> Whoa. Can That's I do what we'll that? Do. You can. We'll make a 50 Cent tabletop RPG. <laughs> 50 Cent. 50 Cent. Uh, but we'll call it Blood on the Blood on the Marble. Blood on the Highway? Blood on the Highway. There yeah. you go. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, Mike, we're going to talk about something I'm very passionate about, video games. We're going to do a review of a video game that you haven't even played, but you're going to review it with me. That's okay, right, Mike? I'm going to help you review it. Yes, yes. Uh, Yeah. So we are... (laughs) Go ahead, Mike. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so what we're going to do is review this game, Shadow Man. Shadow Man. Now... Shadow Man, you are familiar with him at all or not really? He's a comic book character. He's a comic book character from Valiant Comics. Uh, Valiant Comics, I'd probably say, is most known for... um, What the fuck's that dude's name? Bloodshot. You know Bloodshot. They just made a movie about him, right? With uh, Vin Diesel. Oh, I thought that was another Fast and the Furious movie. Oh, no, no, no. That that was the crossover, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be funny. Uh, Yeah, Shadow Man uh, is from Valiant Comics. Um... A fun fact about Valiant Comics, at one point in time, um, they were actually owned by Acclaim. Now, Acclaim is pretty famous for making a lot of like arcade hits. Uh, but this specific team that developed Shadow Man was the um, Acclaim Studios T-Side. Now, Mike, Acclaim Studios T-Side actually made a game that you love. GoldenEye? Uh, no, NBA Jam. Yeah, NBA Jam was great. Yeah, we love NBA Jam. Yeah, Anyway Jam is great, and they wanted to do something different and original. Uh, so at the time, uh, Inclaim, you know, gave them options, and they worked on Shadow Man. So Shadow Man in the comic books, uh, his name is usually – I always forget this dude's name, but usually it's uh, Jack – Jack. I don't know if, this, if you say it with the New Orleans-like style, but his name is Jack Boniface. So would you say that with the New Orleans style, you think? Nola style? Jacques? Jack. 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 How do you spell it? J A C K. Jack. Yeah, Jack. And then Boniface. B O N I. B O N I. Face. Yeah, I don't. I think they. That's yeah. That's just. I would say that like that. <laughs> okay. Boniface. <laughs> Boniface. Boniface probably makes sense. More sense. Yeah. <laughs> Boniface. Uh, Boniface. Well, he does have a skeleton face, so there you go. That's probably why. Yeah. So somebody that they're being clever. Uh, but normally that's the that's who portrays Shadow Man. But for the video game universe, they made its own kind of own like fiction. I guess you would say its own world. And um, he is goes by his first name is Mike. <laughs> oh, cool! Mike. And his and his last name is Leroy. Leroy. Yeah, Mike Leroy. Okay. And uh, he was original. That character was developed by somebody pretty famous, my friend, a little guy by the name of Garth Ennis. Oh, no kidding! Yeah, Garth Ennis yeah, developed you know, him. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Uh, Leroy sounds a little more like a, a, a Louisiana name. For sure, for sure. And, you know, that comes yeah. with Garth Ennis' skill, I'm sure. Yeah. But Garth Ennis and Ashley Wood, which I don't know if you're familiar with Ashley Wood, but he does this amazing art for Metal Gear Solid. Um, like, all, I don't know if you know what Metal Gear Solid is, but he had, this is a really cool, like, watercolor like type style. But those two uh, created the character of Shadow Man for the Acclaim universe. So a lot of people don't know Garth Ennis was behind that. So if you ever see Garth Ennis, say, yo, I fucking love Shadow Man. Okay. Um, now, Shadow Man, let me give you the plot, Mike. The plot is, in 1988, Jack Jack the Ripper himself, my friend, is in fact using ritualistic murders to unlock some sort of like mystical power, right, that he believes to exist, prepares to perform a ritual upon himself at the expense of his own life. A man named Legion appears and tells Jack that the power he seeks does, does exist, and he offers to share his power with him if Jack constructs an insane asylum. For like-minded individuals, like-minded killers, called the, in the land of the dead, called Deadside, <laughs> proclaiming, "For we are many." Jack kills himself. Now I don't know if that actually happened in real life. Do you know if Jack Ripper really did that? I don't think so. <laughs> but if he did, that story would be like a little bit cooler, right? <laughs> yeah. Now in the present day, Michael Leroy becomes the current Shadow Man. 
a lineage of voodoo warriors who protect the world of the living, known as the live side. Now, let's be honest. It's a little lazy, right? Dead side, live side. Come on, right? Dark side. <laughs> light side. Light side. Yeah, man. So anyways, <laughs> he meets up with a voodoo priestess named Mama Nettie. Uh, Mama Nettie bonds the Mask of the Shadows to him. Uh, Nettie has a prof- uh, a pro- prophetic dream, I guess. Prophetic? Prophetic? Is that what you say? Prophetic dream that Legion is preparing to usher in the apocalypse by claiming the Dark Souls. The immortal souls of the damned warriors. And using them to create an immortal army and send them into Liveside. Now, explain to me this, Mike. Why would it take that long for this fucking dude from 1888 to 1996 to get the world of the dead to come up. Well, I mean, they're dead. <laughs> it takes that long. I mean, yeah. How long would you think it takes? <laughs> I, like, like if I had that kind of magical power, I would imagine it would take the same day. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe the dead are harder to get up than you think. Well, I guess so. Maybe he needs to get five. He needs to basically take these souls uh, of dark souls of basically damned warriors and the, all of these people, these five people, are the worst serial killers imaginable. Um, hmm. The five, each of them who have a dark soul within them, they're hiding in the live side. So Michael's powers do not work during the day. So he must travel to the dead side to use... And, and here's the crazy part, Mike. His brother who died, he uses his brother's teddy bear in order to go between both worlds. So the lost soul of his brother is what connects him in between the both worlds. Pretty comic cool. if you ask me. Yeah, uh, yeah, I like that's good. Uh, after collecting all the Dark Souls in Deadside and passing trials set by the gods of Deadside, Michael assembles a magic knife called the Eclipser. <laughs> so lame. <laughs> 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 Returning to Liveside, Mama Nettie uses the Eclipser to trigger an eclipse. Wow, no, really. <laughs> uh, which enables Michael to become the Shadow Man. In the live side, the ritual drains Nettie of her powers and causes her to go into a deep sleep. So she's not dead, but she's, you know, she's taking a nice ass nap. Michael returns to dead side and finds the asylum as well as the dark engine which powers it. Michael finds his long dead brother, Luke. Whoa, that's crazy, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Within the dark engine, along with the several paths to Liveside, which lead to the hiding places of the five serial killers. Michael defeats each, or sorry, Michael defeats all five and claims each of their souls in the process. During this time, Mike finds Jack the Ripper's diary, which contains instructions on how to shut down the engine. First off, if this dude wanted this to happen, why would he have a, a, something, why would he write down how to destroy it, right? Why would Jack the Ripper create a way to kill it in case he wanted it got out of hand and he wanted to remember how to stop it okay smart it's a good call however yeah. after all that happens right michael gives legion all the souls whose combined power overwhelms legion and kills legion destroying the asylum as well and the engine as well however because of he but because he does this michael is now stranded in dead side but embrace but embraces his position as the Lord of the dead side forever. Mm. <laughs> I, I literally so, just told you the entire game. <laughs> it's dark. So, okay. <laughs> Questions. I'm here to answer them. So you played this game. I did play this game. Yes. Now here's yeah. some more facts about this game, sir. This yeah, game this actually costs, facts. this game like actually costs $6 million to make. 6 million. No. Six, yes, it did. What? Why does that how? sound weird? <laughs> what do you mean? Six how? million? Six million, yes. It was a big budget game. Wow. And when did this right. game come out? Uh ninety in nineteen ninety-nine. How much does the game gross? I don't know how much it grossed, but it sold a hundred million copies. So they made their money back? And then some for sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. It originally appeared on the sixty-four PC and PlayStation. But most people say the PlayStation version is like the worst version. Um, now, I'm sure everybody's wondering, this game is so old, why did you review it? We're not a retro yeah. gamer. we got to leave that to Retro Gaming Nomad. That is okay. true. But our friends at Night Dive Studios, which you know what? Let me make sure I'm even saying that right because I, I always butcher everybody's name. And I don't want to ruin that right now. 
Yes, I was right. Mike, I said it right. Night Dive Studios. Night Dive Studios uh, actually just remastered the original Shadow Man. And they just released it on January 13th for the Nintendo Switch and the Xbox as well. So, so sweet. So basically remastered it. So it's like all brand new. Yes and no. So they kept everything yeah. like it uses the original engine still, or sorry, it uses a, a more smoothing engine. So everything looks cleaner, crisper. You know, it fits your 4K television, no problem. You know, it doesn't look, you know, blurry as, as an old game like that would. But it's it's overall just like it's a, it. Everything's updated to feel as as modern as it can without changing too much. Right now, the controls are more modern. But I think it's kind of cool. And hopefully you appreciate this, Mike, is that your gun actually shoots souls. <laughs> that's all it shoots is souls wow. yeah okay and yeah you, good and you actually see souls come out of it it's pretty cool so let me ask you this not on the gameplay but in the comics is the storyline similar to what happens in the comics so yes in the aspect of the you know the day the dead side live side or, live side or whatever and then you know he's like the king uh, with that kind of stuff yeah that that's the case um i know the whole like brother teddy bear thing no the the Jack the Ripper thing, no. Uh, what's yeah. funny is that Shadow Man just got rebooted in the comic book world too by Valiant. I haven't read that, but I know um, it's it's doing very well. Like it's one of the most popular comic books right now. Well, I guess I bet that's not a co just a mere coincidence. I'm, I'm sure that was intentional, right? For I guess so. I didn't to really think about that. It. Yeah. yeah, I guess that's true. What I will tell you, Mike, you know, is when it. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I say, what, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was just gonna okay. say uh, when it came out originally. Uh, it actually got pretty high reviews. So on Dreamcast, they got an 8.5 from IGN. Uh, on 64, it got a 9.1 from IGN. And then on PC, you got an 8 out of 10. So very solid scores all across the board. So honestly, man, it's a game that was like, you know, so when I was a kid, I, I was too young to play it because it came out in 99. I think it was like 10. And it was like an M-rated game. And back then, an M-rated game, you had to be 17 to buy it. But I always saw it. And I always thought it was so cool. You know, I've always loved horror. So I was like, oh, this is such a, a cool thing. But it's so cool that I got to play it kind of more now because having been to, you know, um, NOLA uh, with you and whatnot, it's kind of helped open my my, my uh, imagination more in, in that world. Now, you don't see really NOLA as, you know, you know it or I know it, but you do get that voodoo-centric vibe. And we all know NOLA is very much about that voodoo, voodoo feeling, or it has voodoo roots, right? Right. Yeah, and it was it's it's just fascinating, man. It's a fun game to play. It's it still holds up pretty well. The only problem I will tell you, Mike, is if you don't if you don't want to get play a game that makes you get lost, you will get lost a lot. <laughs> you know, it's interesting that you say that because you know before we did this show, I I watched a trailer on it and and read a couple of things. You know, number one, I didn't play this game when I had Nintendo 64, but I definitely remember, you know, looking at the cover, I remember seeing that cover a lot, but I also saw that people enjoyed wandering and exploring and getting lost. Yeah. Playing this yeah. game. Like that was a thing, like kind of like, I guess when you would do it with uh, uh grand theft auto, right? You just kind of wander around and, and get lost in this world. Totally. And I think what it is is because it creates such a uh, visceral world of of the dead. And at the time, I don't think we've really seen that too much. And, you know, getting the travel in between both worlds is, is unique. And, you know, you're walking around, you don't know what you're going to see in the next corner. And you'll see like, you know, again, these are limited graphics, but you would see what would appear to be like a body with like missing limbs walking around. Right. Like imagine being 10 years old, seeing that. I'm sure it's terrifying. Right. You know, and yeah. you don't know what's going on. You don't. I mean, and you have these quirky little characters too. So, like for example, your one of your partners is a serpent, and he's a serpent with a big smile, and he he's very sassy to you, and it's just like you know you're you're getting excited to see what you find because when you run into the next character or the next you know person, they have so much life to them, and at the time that was a huge deal. You know, having a character that could be you know, that you could talk to and, you know, be humorous, especially in a world of darkness, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it sounds, uh, well, I would say if I was playing that game as a kid, I would be scared. Yes. But also <laughs> that might make me want to play it more with friends late at night. Right. I guess. Dude, 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 totally. And it's, uh, it's interesting because do you know the band sound of sound of thunder? No. 
So I guess they're like a, a pretty decent band, right? And they actually released an entire concept album dedicated to Shadow Man. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's a, so it does have quite the following, the cult following. It has a huge following, yeah, a huge cult following. And um, I always thought it was interesting that uh, that Nola doesn't embrace it more. Like there's not something, like no art out there, like no artist has made something for Shadow Man and Nola. Like I would love to see that or like maybe Shadow Man stickers, you know, kind of around the world. Like it's because it makes sense. Like it does make sense that Shadow Man would be in Louisiana, right? And especially, yeah. you know, Nola. And uh, another fun fact, Mike, is that in 1999, uh, Ice Cube was actually trying to make a movie based on this, on Shadow Man. Really? Yeah. And they were trying to get uh, Will Smith, DMX, uh, or um, I can't remember the other guy's name, but there was another person as well. They're trying to get to be um, to play Shadow Man. (laughs) Well, speaking of movies, did you know there was a Shadow Man movie? No. (laughs) There actually was really well okay no not based on the game but it was starring steven seagal (laughs) (laughs) and the storyline is that it uh, they'll read you the storyline it's an intelligence operative discovers that no one is what they seem in the shadowy world of espionage (laughs) so it just happens to be called shadow man (laughs) yeah no relation to the game or the comic could you imagine uh, you know. if you were like a huge fan and you saw that and you were like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Steven Seagal's <laughs> The Shadow Man. He's Michael Leroy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, this is from 2006. Oh my God. <laughs> so yeah, a little more to tell you about this game. So this game also, um, Shadow Man, utilized, um, it, it, it was so popular, right? So what was really interesting about it is that they ended up making a sequel. But the thing is, the lead developer, and I can't remember his name, but the lead developer from the first one, basically, to me, it sounded like he didn't want to deal with it anymore. And he left uh, halfway through the production. And so the game and the second one just a god-awful mess. Um, mm. It's more action-oriented, but it's not... It's not Storyline makes no sense. It doesn't have that fantasy feeling. It doesn't really have rich voodoo to it. It's like... it's it's called, And it's kind of a dumb name, but like it fits the era. So it's a sequel, right? So it's called Shadow Man Second Coming. But the thing is, there's no S. It's a two. (laughs) Oh. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, you know, that happens, I think, a lot of times when they they do sequels, especially when, you know, someone else has to pick up where someone left off on, on a project. It just, it's hard. It's hard. I mean, it's hard to finish your own project, let alone someone else's. Oh, oh, dude, for sure. And I, and I I totally can respect that. And I think... But you know what? What's funny is that I hope that the t- team behind Night Dive, who remastered the game, you know, took the core of it and kind of redid everything as much as they could, adding new uh, new pixelation to it. Just they added a bunch of great stuff to it. I hope they can give are given the chance to do like a reboot of the game because I think given what we know now about like horror fans and gaming and Shadow Man becoming so popular as it is now in comic books. You know, I think why not kind of tie that more into that world? And there's obviously a following for it, right? So, you know, and what would be cooler, in my opinion, is if you actually were in the French Quarter as Michael Arroy. Like, could you imagine that? And you're seeing, like, voodoo come to life, you know? Yeah, that'd be fun. We're at the Superdome. That would be <laughs> fun. Superdome, yeah. You know, Drew Brees is there. <laughs> you got to save Drew Brees. <laughs> yes. I'm going to save a Drew Brees. <laughs> Save you from retirement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know, I, I all in all, Mike, I got to tell you, the remaster, it, it's a perfect capturing of the original game. And the best part, I think, is that you can actually remove all the remastering aspects of things and play it how it used to be in that game as well. Wow. So you can so, really go back in time. You really go back in time and just wonder, why did I do that to myself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, that's great. And then I'm going to go back to the <laughs> yeah, updated version. Yeah, go back, right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, man, it's it's a great game. I would, And to this day, it still holds a pretty a pretty strong liking of about 90% people loving it. What I think is also pretty great is that because he is a... a um, He's been, you know, he's he's a black, um, you know, main character. He's argu- usually considered to be in the top three of like most important uh, black main characters in video games. So it's also hmm. very rare that you see that in a video game where, you know, he he is a black character, but he's not doing anything that I think at that time gamers, you know, Grand Theft Auto I think sometimes paints out the wrong image, where 
you know, you're doing something spiritual, but it's not necessarily evil. I guess depending on how you look at that, but you know, he's still trying to do what he thinks is right. And um, it's a great, it's a great game, man. It's a great character. Storylines well written. It's obviously created by two very talented people. Uh, great team. But who would have thought the team behind NBA Jam would develop a game so gross and, and terrifying? Terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, NBA Jam can be gross and terrifying, too. So, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Boom, shakalaka. Indeed, uh, my friend, hey, indeed. Yikes. Oh, don't say uh, that. <laughs> give me nightmares. <laughs> uh. But, uh, yeah, I just, um, let me see if there's anything else I can add in there real quick, Mike. Gameplay. You love the game. The gameplay is great. Control is great. No. <laughs> no. Oh. Well, again, you're talking about a game that came out in 1999, right? So. Okay. Yeah. For the time, yes, they did. They they did a great job of making it feel modern, but there's still. I don't know if you were. I remember Mike, but when you play games on the 64, especially like third person adventure games, the camera was always a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So it's like it's 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 better, but it's not like it's again it's not fully redone. So you still get some of that that uh, rustic feeling, I guess you would say. But you know, if you're if you're buying it or playing it. Obviously, you're you're aware of what you're getting, right? You're getting that experience of what it was like to play that game back then, just in a more cleaner approach. And uh, Mike, what I wanted to tell you was that other person that I told you who was going to be representing playing Michael Leroy was actually the rapper The Game. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were going to try to get him to do it too. The game. In Could a you game. imagine? The game in a game. Wow. That would have blew my mind if we would have saw the game at the Super Halftime Show. <laughs> yeah. I or mean, all of G Unit. I think. And D12. <laughs> and D12. And the Dog Pound. And the Dog Pound. And NWA. Oh, man. That would just be. That's and then what Method they Man came out. And then Method comes out and does his verse with Mary J for You're All I Need to Get By. Oh my God, Mike! That sounds that sounds better than I thought. See? Let's <laughs> get this tour it. going. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. The uh, Up and Smoke uh, tour too. Yeah, there we go. I like it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Mike, that is pretty much Shadow Man in a nutshell. Um, there is a web series uh, that he appeared into called Ninjak versus the Valley Universe. Uh, you can find that still and take a look at that. Uh, what I also think is interesting as well is that um, the first appearance of Shadow Man was actually, in a, I don't know if you know who Exo Manowar is, but he appeared originally in Exo Manowar number four. I do remember that comic, yeah. Yeah, so he appears in that. Um, but yeah, man, that is Shadow Man. The world of voodoo comes together, the world of dark side, light side, whatever you want to say, uh, developed by Night Dive Studios, which, by the way, big shout out to Night Dive Studios for providing me a copy to play. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh my oh. god! I think the the dark side is taking over right now, or the dead side. No, Sorry, I think I saw your soul. Your, your soul started to come out of the top of your head. I think I saw it. Oh, oh wait, no, no, that's a picture behind you. Oh. No, that's whatever you have in the frame picture back there. Yo, what is that, man? Or maybe it's a ghost. That, like a general or something? What is that? It's a it's a cop. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, huge shout out to Night Dive Studios for, for, for providing me a copy to play on, on Xbox uh, Series X. So thank you so much for that. We appreciate it. And thank you for letting us do a review again because we haven't done a review in ages. And clearly we're still barely okay at it. <laughs> yeah, we'll do better. <laughs> we'll do better if we get another one. <laughs> yeah, send us another one and we'll do it again. <laughs> we'll do it one more The time. same game. <laughs> uh, what I will say, Mike, uh, before we uh, wrap it up is... Do you have a favorite like movie that has to do with voodoo at all? A voodoo movie? Yeah. No. <laughs> Not that well, I can you, think of. Well, it's funny because like I don't think this is voodoo, but this is what I think of every time when I see Shadow Man, and I wonder if Shadow Man was was uh, influenced at all from this character, is Candyman. Oh, was he, he voodoo? Was, no, I mean not really. I don't. No, not really. But like the design of Shadow Man to me is very similar, especially like you've seen Candyman, right? Yeah, of course. Do you remember like his? He had like the the skeleton body or whatever. With yeah, with all the bees in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that right there, it, like it makes me think of it because uh, Shadow Man has like a, you know, he has a skeleton chest. So yeah. like, it, it, there's similarities in that aspect. So I guess if I had to pick a movie. 
that makes me think of Shadow Man, it would be Candyman. And Candyman's a classic, right? Like Clive, Clive, uh, oh my God, Clive Barker. Barker. <laughs> yeah. You know, easily one of the greatest horror icons of all time. You know what movie makes me think of Shadow Man is Meteor Man. <laughs> so, there And that's go. it. And that's what we got. <laughs> Case closed. Case closed. Well, but, but with the subject of video games, uh, I'm going to announce something. Mike, you and I are going somewhere pretty awesome. Yeah. You ready to announce that? We're going to GameStop. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> uh, no, uh, Mike, we are going to be at the Gamers Developer Conference 2022, March 21st through March 25th. So, Mike, I'm excited. I'm a hardcore gamer. You know that. I know you like, or I, actually, I know I know that you know what video games are. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I'm pretty excited to see what kind of uh, stuff we'll get into. It's here in our in our backyard, uh, San Francisco, and uh, it's gonna be a great time. So March 21st through 25th, Uncle Dad and Mike will be on the scene. If you happen to see us, or if you want to chat with us, send us an email at UncleDad at UncleDadTalks.com or Mike at UncleDadTalks.com. That's right. Uh, we would really appreciate that. And of course. Uh, you can follow us on our Instagram at Uncle Dad Talks. Mike's Instagram is at Mike Hampton Art. And just one last uh, fun comment. Mike, it's been a great time. I'm excited for our next episode because we're doing something we haven't done in a long time. And it's a, it's a jam-packed one. Yeah. It's a jam-packed. We're doing a game show. Boy, he's not ready. Mike is not ready for what's going to go down. I'm not ready, but it's going to be a big episode. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> Indeed. It's going to be right. a very big episode, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so we got a lot of great stuff coming, man. And we have some amazing guests coming up. Uh, we can't tell you who they are yet, but, Mike, they're pretty great. Yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of. Uh, well, I'll just say maybe there's some returning guests. I'll just, I'll leave a clip. I'll tickle the ass with a feather with that. About that. Oh, I like that. I like that, Ooh. indeed. Yeah, tickler. But, <laughs> but as always, everybody, I'm not your uncle. I'm not your dad. We are someone you can just talk to. Take care, everybody, and we'll see you all next week. <laughs>